Happy Felix weekend, everyone. Today, we'll show the Kings some love and get you set for the Mariners and Orioles. We'll also look back on Emerson Hancock's Major League debut here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, August 11th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode on the show today we'll get you set for the mariners and orioles we also got to talk some felix because obviously it's felix weekend at the ballpark very excited about that but first we're actually recording this on thursday because colby is heading to felix weekend so uh emerson hancock made his major league debut last night for us in the mariners six to one win over the padres final line for hancock two hits one earned run three strikeouts three walks over five innings pitched. colby your thoughts he was fine I mean, I I don't know, like, there are a lot of people who were adamant that he was fantastic and like, oh, the Mariners have done it again. And I just, I wonder what game they were watching because uh, Emerson was fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with being fine. Honestly, he looked like Kyle Gibson. Huh. How about that? He did. Didn't strike a lot of guys out. Lost control at times. I got totally a lot get of that. It's just... It's just what you, it's just, I, I see through you. I know what you mean by that. I know why you're saying it yeah, and I, I know right. why you're hammering that home. Yeah, I was right. Emerson Hancock looked like a number five starter last night. That's fine. That's all you need him to be. He had a pretty good two seamer. Uh, that was 92 to 93, occasionally touched 95, but you notice yep. when the velocity went up, his command went away. Mm. Uh, it didn't really have enough of a breaking ball or an off speed pitch to challenge the Padres all that often he was living on the fastball and he was getting good run on it and he got good results on the pitch, but that's all it is. He walked three guys. He struck out three in five innings and neither of those numbers are good. He gave up three stolen bases. Like that's him, not Cal Raleigh. He gave up three stolen bases because he forgot to check the runners. He didn't, you know, throw home for an easy out that could have gotten him to shut out. Uh, he just took the out at first, which again, fine, whatever. He's a rookie. But yeah, that I just this idea that he was like amazing or, or something like that. He was fine. He was totally fine. And that's all the Mariners need him to be is fine. Go five, go six, you know, give up two or three runs. Uh, try and do better on the walk department next time around. Uh, but yeah, he was he was fine. It was a two seamer. It was a cutter. Um, and he managed to avoid the barrel the entire night, which is good. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you he looked amazing. He looked like anything more than. I don't know, 2022 Chris Flexen. Like, this is who he is right now. Don't roll your eyes at me. You know I'm right. He's a number five right now, and occasionally he'll look like a number four. But going five innings, giving up one run while walking three and striking out three, that is not a mid-rotation uh, performance. That's a number five. That's a number four. Like, the stuff just isn't there to support sure. that he's right. anything more than what he was last night. He's fine. He's not going to generate whiffs. He typically isn't going to walk three guys in five. So not too concerned about that, but right. he's also not, right. you know, a, a sub two base on ball per night guy. Like he's just not that guy. He's, he's totally fine. He's a major league quality pitcher, which is 
something I've said, you know, even when you were calling me a hater of like, well, he's a major leaguer, but that doesn't mean that he's like an elite or even a mid rotation guy. He's just, he just is who he is. That's not why I'm calling you a hater either. I'm calling you a hater because you keep on hammering who he is because you know that it annoys me and you know that it annoys everyone listening. Well, then why are you annoyed that I'm telling you the truth? No, it's just because of how you're doing it. It's very aggressive. Emerson Hancock. No, it's not. I'm, I'm very direct about this. Emerson Hancock. I mean, right not today, now, but like is a number five ago. starter. Sure. That's who he is. And maybe he's a really good number five. Maybe he's sure. even a, a mid range four. But that's it. What what did you see last night that makes you think that he has any chance to be mid rotation? This year? No, no, not at all. Uh like I'm willing I'm willing to suspend belief here though that maybe that he can get better, right? Oh yeah, he absolutely years. can get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But based on suspend what we saw last night, rather. like what's what's the pitch that's gonna make him a mid rotation guy? Right. I mean, the, the, the changeup is the best pitch, but again, he has to get value out of the fastball, which he did a little bit last night. I liked the two-seamer. I was impressed yeah. with some of the two-seamers we saw. I was impressed with Good some run. of the changeup. Uh, again, you know, last night, I know you took exception to me saying it was an impressive debut, but what I meant by that was his ability That's to weather the storm his ability to finish yeah. this thing off in a, in a really good way against that lineup, especially when you factor in that lineup, it's his major league debut. Mariners are trying to maintain a win streak. It's a good start from that aspect. But overall, yeah, the stuff was unspectacular for the most it was, part. It was totally three blocks is not good. Yeah, yeah. Like, but overall, <laughs> just, he, gave, he gave, he gave his team a chance to win the ball game and sure. that's all you could hope for. Yeah, and that's no, great. He, he pitched his way out of self-induced trouble with guile and cunning, not with stuff like a number four, number five starter does when Brian Wu pitches his way out of trouble, he does it with stuff. And that's all I'm saying. Emerson Hancock is right now a number five starter. Maybe he's a number four, but that's what his ceiling is right now. He's just not that guy. He's a perfectly good replacement or above replacement level. He's probably a two, one guy. Most of his career, maybe even three. That's Kyle Gibson. I don't get this idea that like, Oh, you're a hater on Emerson Hancock because he's, I think he's going to be like a 10 year vet who pitches at the back end of a rotation for a decade in this league. Like that's a good player. That's a good career. It's, it's never, it's never been about your opinion. Yeah, Colby. It is. It's it never is. for, for me personally, maybe people on Twitter, which I've seen people on Twitter react to you about that. But for me personally, no, you're a hater because of how you're expressing your opinion. First of all, take that pin out of your hand when you're talking to me, but I don't even know why that's a thing. But <laughs> I have a note. I told you. I, that I, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> no, like I, I knew it was going to happen last night. Uh, thankfully, I had most of those people muted or blocked, so I didn't actually see much. But yeah, Emerson Hancock was fine. Like, I think that's the correct sure. adjective to describe. Yeah, yeah no, he was night. fine. It was fine. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. He was totally fine. <laughs> wasn't great. Wasn't good. Had some good moments through some good pitches. Mm-hmm. Not enough consistency to say he was good or, or you know, great or anything like that. It was fun. Sure. And that's probably who Emerson Hancock is going to be for the rest of this year. Fine. Sure. sure. That's totally fine. Right? It's totally fine. Again. It's okay to but... be okay, Ty. That's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Kyle Gibson's got, you know, $80 million in the bank because he's been fine for most of his career. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Kyle Gibson because we're going to see him 
We're going to see the Orioles come into town here for Felix weekend. We're going to preview that series coming up here in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think Cal can hit a home run tonight against Kyle Gibson? Well, if so, head to Sleeper and swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. Making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less. And if you win, you can withdraw your payouts safe and quickly. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, the Orioles are coming to town for Felix Weekend. You can catch all the action this weekend on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, real quick, I, I don't want us to go through this show without acknowledging that J.P. Crawford obviously was not able to finish the game on Wednesday night. He was being evaluated for concussion symptoms after the game. Uh, you probably know what the result of that is now if you're watching this video. Uh, but for us on Thursday, we still don't know. So hoping the best there on multiple fronts, obviously for JP in, in general, because that's obviously a you know a pretty scary situation. We've obviously seen what's going on with Anthony Rizzo the last couple of months and him landing on the IL recently. Uh, so hoping the best for JP. And obviously that would be a terrible loss for the Mariners for it undetermined period of time if that's what it ends up being so fingers crossed that it's not and that he's able to uh play uh soon if you know, if not tonight all right so um the orioles and the mariners colby have been two of the hottest teams in baseball since july 1st and now they are clashing uh, the Orioles, though, their biggest weakness is this starting rotation. We're going to see Kyle Gibson tonight. We're going to see Cole Irvin tomorrow. Friend of the Seattle Mariners, who, uh, of course, loves the Mariners lineup, has a ton of respect for them and what they do, <laughs> and has totally not been completely destroyed by them every single time he's taken the mound against them. But uh, overall, just your thoughts going into the series? Pretty much the same as they are in every single series the Mariners have played this year. They have the pitching advantage, at yeah. least in the rotation. Will it matter? No, probably not, because it never does. But they do have the starting pitching uh, advantage. Um, you know, Bradish is probably the guy that uh, concerns me the most, uh, breaking ball guy. We know how much the Mariners struggle against breaking balls, so... Uh, that's, that's probably a guy that I'm more concerned about. Uh, Gibson's, you know, going to do his part. He's going to go five, six, give up three or four, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously you feel pretty good about it. Uh, the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to be down, uh, you know, in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Uh, because even though the, the false King Felix Bautista, right. Uh, blew a save this weekend and struggled again to or well on Thursday, uh, he's still very good. Obviously Cano has taken a huge step back here in the second half, but he's still got really good stuff. Like the Orioles bullpen is still pretty good. It's probably not as elite as we initially thought, but it's pretty good. So you don't want to play from behind, uh, against them and, and their lineup is, is exceptional. So it, mm -hmm. it's a team, it's a, 
game where you really can't afford to try and win these things three to two with by scoring two runs in the ninth. You know, you're not yeah. you're not likely going to win a lot of games like that. Um, but again, you do have the pitching advantage on your side. We'll see about JP. I kind of find it hard to believe that he's not going to hit the concussion IL. Uh, but you know that D- uh, Demo has to step up. Caballero gets a couple extra days. Um, so. Yeah, uh, we'll see how all that works out. But they do have the pitching advantage going in, uh, the starting pitching advantage going in. Bullpen mm-hmm. has been exceptional uh, as of late, so you have to feel good about that. It's just really a matter of can you score enough runs because, again, the, the Orioles lineup is is deep and it is fearsome. It is much uh, longer, packs more punch than the Padres. Uh, so to think that you're just going to you know give up, what, what two runs? into you know run a game against against the Orioles that's just not realistic so you're gonna have to score and in theory you're going to have to score pretty early uh against Gibson and and Irvin but you you have a shot you know you're playing good ball uh I think losing JP is going to be a pretty serious factor here because not only is he your best hitter he's your leadoff guy he's you know the kind of the leader uh, of the squad so we'll see how they you know go about trying to replace him or if they need to but I think, you know, overall you feel okay about the series. And, and because you swept uh, the Padres, you don't really need to do a ton in this series before you kind of start the quote-unquote easy part of your schedule. Uh, so, yeah, I think you feel okay about it. But, you know, you understand that there's only one team that's playing as good of baseball as you since July 1, and they're coming to town uh, this weekend. And it's, it should be a good series. These are two really good baseball teams and they're both playing really well. And, you know, the Mariners have the starting pitching, the Orioles have the lineup and, uh, they both have pretty good bullpen. So it should be a fun weekend. Yeah. No Jack Flaherty, no Grayson Rodriguez. You miss those two guys, uh, Mariners countering with Castillo, Kirby and Miller. And the X factor of those three really is Miller. Cause Last two starts before the last one, six earned runs in each of those, but then a good start against the angels. So, We'll see on that front. Um, but yeah, I got to feel good about you know Castillo and, and Kirby taking them out in the next two nights. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But this is going to be a really nice test for the Mariners, who obviously are red hot going into the series. Seven wins in a row, six series wins in a row as well. Um, they've been the hottest team in baseball since July 1st. And so this is a team that they very well might see in October. So uh, it's a nice little heat check for them. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch this series between the Mariners and the Orioles on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And uh, not only is uh, the best team in the American League coming to town, the Mariners are also uh, honoring Felix Hernandez, who is entering the Mariners Hall of Fame. And Colby, you're going to be there. That's why we're recording this show on Thursday instead of Friday. Uh, so real quick, what are you looking forward to from, uh, Felix weekend? Not much. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, you know, the big moment is, uh, he enters the game. I, I assume from the bullpen, uh, typically they let guys in from center field or from the dugout, mm. but you know, Felix coming in, uh, we'll probably get, uh, you know, the, What's what's the the walkout song? He's uh, I'm the man or whatever. Mm. Probably get that playing. You know, Felix is really good at, at you know playing up to the crowd and all that stuff. So uh, it'll it'll be emotional, sure. I mean, there's uh, Saturday night will be uh, Supreme Court night, so a lot of yellow shirts and stuff like that. Mm. Um, haven't heard anything about K cards. 
which seems like, you know, a cop out of your, the Mariners not purchasing K cards, but whatever, we'll see if maybe that's a surprise, but uh, yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of emotions. I mean, Felix was kind of the team for a decade, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. So it's, uh, it's always, you know, fun to reminisce and all that stuff, but uh, it's always emotional as well because, you know, they're going to have an awesome video package. They always do. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be, you know, the perfect game will we'll end it and whatnot and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, Felix is, is huge. He's probably the most uh, loved uh, pitcher in, in franchise history, if not the best. Uh, you can debate him versus Randy all you want. I'd pick Randy, but, yeah, I mean, Felix is right there. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting uh, to see who who comes. You know, I'm sure, you know, I think Edgar was at the ballpark last night. That's not a mistake. Edgar's going to be there. Jay's going to be there, I'm sure. And and we'll see how maybe if any of his teammates, his old teammates come. Um, Adrian Beltre John. has to be there. Yeah, I'm sure Beltre will be there. Um, yeah. And God, I mean, that. I hope he is. I really want Adrian Beltre to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder maybe they sneak John Jaso, huh? the guy who caught oh, that'd the perfect be cool. game. That'd be really what cool. What if he caught yeah. the first pitch or something? Or that'd, probably be awesome. Julio. that'd be awesome. Julio will probably catch the first pitch, but. Yeah, um, if it's if it's Julio, Kevin Martinez, if you're listening, change of plans. John Jaso, get him on a flight. Get him right on now. a plane tonight. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go if you can track him down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see if uh, if any of his old teammates uh, swing by. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see Kyle Seager. What might be interesting, although I doubt it, but he's not playing right now, so maybe Nelson Cruz, you know, might might make a is, is Robbie playing right now? No, no, so. I don't know. Does does Robbie want to risk that? Though? Like, if Robbie's there, do you boo him? Why? I would I mean, boo Robbie. Two drug test. I mean, yeah, but I'm not booing him <laughs> for that necessarily. It's mm. like I'm not booing him for that. Mm. But uh, no, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. We'll see who shows up. I'm obviously, you know, all the Mariners Hall of Famers are well, most of them will be there. Um, but they always, you know, or they almost always have additional teammates. I'm sure Mike Cameron will be there for some reason which i'm not hating i love cammy but like he never played with felix so <laughs> yeah he never did yeah you're right no. about that yeah yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see who uh who does all that rick always does a great job as the mc um hopefully mm-hmm. john stanton realizes that nobody's there to talk about him and he'll you know keep right. his mouth shut right. for once in his life uh that'd doubt be it. fun doubt it doubt it i'm i'm prepping for a 20 minute speech that nobody wants to hear um but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be emotional. And then, you know, heck, you got to play baseball games right after. And those things yep. always get run long, too. So, like, we'll see. We will see. It's a sold-out crowd on Saturday. So, no no empty seats or anything like that. It's going to be crowded. It's going to be loud. Um, and, you know, Felix is, you know, one of the best, if not the best, at, like, playing to the crowd uh, in Mariners history. So, I'm sure he'll, he'll get them going, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So the Mariners are four and five on Mariners Hall of Fame induction nights. Uh, they won Alvin Davis, Edgar, Randy, and Dan, and then uh, Griffey. But they lost Jamie Moyer, Lou Pinella, Jay Buhner, Dave Niehaus, and Ichiro, of course, the Jake Lamb game. I was robbed in my Jake Lamb game. The, the, the wounds have not healed from that just yet. I still haven't forgiven Andres Munoz. So can we bring it to 500? That was please? going to be my coming out party for the, yeah. for the Jake lamb, like revenge tour. Yeah. But no, Andres just wouldn't allow it. 
Good for you, Andres. Good for you. Can't let this guy have what he wants. Talk about a hater. <laughs> I'm your biggest hater, obviously. Naturally. Uh, so, yeah. So, Felix getting inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame. But Colby, what about the actual Hall of Fame eventually for Felix? Do we think he'll ever make his way to Cooperstown? Maybe eventually, but I don't think he's going to get voted in by the writers. Um, mm. Felix you think is he'll get cheap. like Harold Baines? Yeah. yeah, or the modern whatever, the player whatever. Mm. Um, when his peers have a have a voice, which is ridiculous, they don't. By the way, yeah. uh, but they they should. Um, but we don't have time to go over how I would overhaul the <laughs> the baseball Hall of Fame selection right. process. That's a whole other podcast. That's that's a whole hour and a half long podcast, but. Um, yeah, I think eventually he'll get in. I don't think he'll get voted in the Felix's peak was more than good enough. He should have had two Cy Young awards. He kind of got robbed of one, um, you know, and he had a seven year stretch there where he was one of, if not the best pitchers in baseball. Um, so that's not the, the issue there. Uh, the issue really is that he didn't tack on a couple of, you know, because we talked about him earlier, he didn't tack on a couple of Kyle Gibson years at the end of his career to kind of, you know, juice some stats to push towards 3000 K's to, you know, push towards 60 war, 65 war to kind of make him a no brainer. He just, the cliff came for Felix and it came hard and it came fast and, and he just couldn't, you know, uh, recover from it. So I, I think he's actually, he's missing some bulk, which is weird because there are guys who get in basically because of bulk, you know, like, like Tom Glavin pitching 25 years to get to 300 wins and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's typically, you know, there are people who care about the people who care about just like the raw, the raw numbers, the total numbers. There are people who care about peak and like how good you were at your best. And you have to do that for six, seven years. So Felix kind of takes from one camp, but not so much the other. So we'll see, we'll see how much the allure of Felix too. the, the just like the aura of him and, and the perfect game and like King Felix right. and, and all that. We do know that that does carry some voters. Um, the whole like, Oh, he was so many big performances and all that stuff. Like that stuff does uh, factor into, to some people's vote, but I, I think he's a little bit short. Um, so certainly no shot the first four or five times through, but We'll see how, how high his vote total is in year one, and, and that should give us a decent idea of what his odds are. But I, I would guess that he's probably not going to get voted in in the first 10 years. I think he's just lacking a little bit of a little bit of bulk on the back end. You know me, I'm a bit more open-minded when it comes to the Hall of Fame. So I, I think you know you can't tell the story of baseball without Felix Hernandez at least being a, a piece of that. Last four years for Felix, though, I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned it. He was... Mm. I don't want to speak super negatively about Felix because obviously it's his weekend, but bad. yeah, 489 ERA, 510 FIP over those last four years, uh, just worth 1.6 F4 over that time, ends up finishing his career with 54 F4 flat, um, which is really good, but that's kind of on the fringes there when it comes to the to the hall of fame so we'll see i think he deserves to get in but like you said i, I think that's probably something that comes after he's on the ballot uh, rather than when he's on it i don't know if he'll actually get voted in by the uh by the writers but also what do they know to be honest with you what do they know but uh there's no bigger group of self-righteous individuals than the baseball writers association of america um they think they're the judge and jury and arbiters of baseball right. history. And uh, in reality, 90% of them are complete idiots. 
So yeah. Um, you never know with these things, but I mean, Barry Bonds didn't get in and Barry Bonds is the best offensive player of all time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll see though. You know, Felix again, certainly can work the media and all that stuff. And, and he's, you know, he does have the perfect game, which is huge. He does have the Cy Young, which is huge. Should have had two. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm not holding my breath. Though. I don't, I don't think it's likely, um, but Certainly rooting for it, that's for sure. So, real quick, before we hop out of here, just favorite Felix moment? It's easy to say the perfect game. Yeah. But I missed the first seven innings of that game. Same. It was a day game. I had plant lunch plans with a friend. The team wasn't very good. I was like, yeah. They were bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, watching yeah. a mid August game. Like right against the Rays on an afternoon. Like I had, I had lunch. Yeah. Like I said, I had lunch plans. Like, yeah, no. Nah. Uh get to the seventh. I see that nobody's reached base. I hustle back home. I get to see the last couple innings. But um, so yeah, I'm not one of those guys who lies about being at the game. You know, uh there was like 19,000 people at that game and yet somehow 50,000 people say that they were at the game. So yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the, the Felixing thing though, kind of became iconic. I think for me though, it's just kind of the totality of like the King's court. Um, right. Yeah. Cause I think about like, this is my house game against the blue Jays. And awesome. I think about, yeah. yeah, I think about, um, things like, you know, throwing like a one hit shutout in Fenway Park with like 12 strikeouts. This was back when Felix was throwing 96 with a hammer of a curveball. Like mm. didn't have the change up yet. He was fastball curveball guy. I think about all of his starts against the Yankees, how he would just dominate the Yankees just out of spite. Um, you know, I, I think about like the Supreme Court and, and the Night Court and, and all those fun things that they did. Um, and I think about the the final start, you know, uh, Demo's amazing catch, which salvaged his his final line, which wasn't very good, but um, and then just the interaction he had with, with the court after the game and, and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Which is know, the bobblehead that they're giving out. Yeah. Just yeah. interesting. You know, I don't really, when I think of Felix, like obviously the perfect game is a huge part of his, his story, but mm-hmm. it's not one of the things that jumps to mind immediately for me. There's and, so much and, more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the grand slam off of Johan Santana, like that's pretty, that's what I was, too. that's what I was about yeah. to mention. Yeah. You know, Felix walked so Shohei could run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clearly because there's one thing we know about felix he was amazing with the, with the bat in his hand um but yeah no he I, wanted I to make from, you think he was yeah, yeah. He, he wanted he to sure, let everyone know that he he he, he was nice with it <laughs> he, he, he sure did but uh no i mean yeah for me uh honestly it's like when i think of like the thing that just like kind of like perfectly encapsulates like Felix Hernandez and like who he was, his demeanor on the field. It's mm-hmm. probably that this is my house game against the blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, just, just the energy, the, like the fire that he pitched with, like he took it personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he you know, should have, yeah. right. Like he, he was very upset. And, and, you know, the beauty of Felix is that he was never afraid to let his emotions show uh, on the mound. And, sometimes in the clubhouse to the detriment of the team, but you know, that's just who Felix was. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's, you know, this is my house game. Uh, did he, the, I think the Supreme or the night court game was also against Toronto, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, just those big starts against the big teams that he always seemed to pitch well, uh, for that. That's what I remember. Felix just ultra competitor on the mound, yeah. the Supreme court, all that stuff. 
the yeah. the iconography that went along with Felix, right? Just so cool. Like, yeah, there isn't going to be another Felix, right? We're not going to have something that's that unique in our game. Um, no, we've seen other teams try to, and they can't. Right. They can't get it right. Remember like, Keiko's corner? Yeah. Do you remember the universe for you, Darvish? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, they tried it like twice, and there's like this is lame. Jeez. Ugh, yeah, King's whack. Court. King's Court <laughs> really is universe, like the. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that is like. Oh, and of course, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't. When I think about Felix, I automatically think about Adrian Beltre. <laughs> Just yeah. that little fun rivalry and friendship. Uh, Obviously, the the famous gif of him laughing at Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it was awesome. Like Felix is awesome. Uh, not a fan of how he reportedly handled himself, uh, you know, towards the end, but whatever, he's a frustrated guy. Um, and it is, it is a real shame that the Mariners were never able to get him into a postseason game, but yeah, yeah, it's life. Yeah. Such a shame. Cause I mean, that would have been an, an electric site. Truly. Yeah. I mean, shoot, you, you saw how crazy the crowd went when he just came out for the first pitch at the ALDS. Like imagine him actually throwing that first you know mariners postseason game at, at safeco or timo uh you know and whatever it would have been you know 12 years 13 years 14 years 15 years whatever like that would have been a, an incredible incredible scene but yeah you know nevertheless uh just some great great memories that felix provided us as mariners fans and uh, uh very excited to see him uh, deservedly get inducted into the mariners hall of fame but man, that that makes me feel old. <laughs> like I, I can't believe all this time has uh, has passed, and we're inducting Felix of all people into the to the Mariners Hall of Fame. If one day we're going to be talking about Julio getting inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame. I'm going to feel really old when that happens. But yeah, uh, so congratulations to Felix Hernandez. Looking forward to it. If you're going to the ballpark, have hope you have a uh, wonderful time. And uh, hopefully the the Mariners uh, can do something that they've rarely done and actually win on a Hall of Fame induction night. So we'll see. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next time peace